This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On a very special episode of Jesters of Ravenloft, you've heard the sketch troupe Wet Change as they've battled their way through a medieval realm. But what you haven't heard is the sketch review that they performed at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival minutes before they were drawn into Ravenloft. Travel back in time with us now to hear that very sketch special and join the audience of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival as the show starts. It's Wet Change with Adam McNamara, Guy Bradford, Tyler Hewitt, and stage manager Del Borovic featuring... A kooky sketch. Ladies and gentlemen, a kooky sketch. Open on, a shitty SNL town hall sketch. Everyone is dressed like different types of clocks. A wise grandfather clock slams his gavel to bring everyone to attention. Fellow clocks of the Branford Antique Shop, midnight is fast approaching. And you know what that means. It's It's almost almost ding-dong clock. That's right, you knuckleheads. As clocks, we all enjoy ding-donging together. And what better time to ding-dong than midnight? The clocking hour. As is tradition, I now open up the floor to banter that will extend this scenario. Uh, Monsieur (laughs) how come you are always the one who moderates the ding-dong party? Now, now, sexy, bangable French mantle clock. It's because I'm the most senior member here. After all, I am a grandfather clock. Oh, monsieur, that really ticks me off. Uh, Does anyone else want to chime in? Yes, you, Big Ben. Big Ben, the British clock, stands. In honor of Ding Dong O'Clock, I purchased everyone fancy Bulgari golden bracelets. But you must promise to wear them on your longest arm. Why do we have to wear the bracelets on our longest arm? Because, my lad, it's second-hand jewellery. Wait a tick. Upon further examination, this bracelet isn't a genuine Bulgari. Zitler, it's a nut? No, it's counterclockwise fit. Adam turns away from the audience, quickly fumbling in his awkward clock costume to change hats. Uh, uh, it's almost midnight. Anyone else have anything to share? Dumb as shit cuckoo clock. I'm looking in your direction. Dumb cuckoo clock gets up to speak, but has his back to the audience. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't get no minutes. I have to say it with y'all. You're seeing it almost uh, ding dong o'clock. Yeah, we can't hear you when you have your back turned to us. Turn back the clock. You have to turn back the clock. Hey, go easy on the poor lad. He's never been the same since he fell off the wall and got that chip in his noggin. Well, he drives me cuckoo. Clock, that is. Big Ben starts turning dumb clock around. Hey, watch your hands and kick them off my face. This Johnson ain't helping me unwind. Time out. These are clock puns. They finish turning him around. Well, I just have one thing I'd like to say, y'all. And that thing is live from wet change and ding dong o'clock. Everyone ding-dongs as the clocks strike midnight. The clocks explode sharp gears and cogs into the audience. Lights down. It's Laugh with Loopy! Lights up. Eight-year-old Loopy is on a ladder, cleaning gutters while his dad barks orders below. Loopy, don't be shy with those gutters. Really jam your fat little mitts in there and pull out as many leaves as you can. Dad, I'm nervous with heights. Loopy, back in WW2, if you showed the slightest inkling of fear, you'd be horsewhipped by your entire platoon. Somehow made you a more efficient killing machine. But Dad, I'm not like you. I'm short, fat, and ugly. Don't forget whiny and stupid. Dad. Tell you what, Loopy. You do this one chore... And I'll let you go to Camp Candy for the summer. The camp that has the John Candy as a camp counselor? That's the one. He's still alive. I wonder if I'll ever have a cartoon show based on my comedic antics. I mean, my name is inspired by 80s stand-up icon Louie Anderson, after all. No, you're named Loopy on account of your lupus. I have lupus? Loopy violently falls off the ladder because of his inflamed joints. Oh, I shit my pants! It's life with Loopy! Lights down. During the Second World War, countless heroes emerged. None of these heroes' medal was tested harder than two soldiers in the American 501st Airborne. The Beverly Brothers, Dale and Dick. This is their story. Lights up. Dale and Dick run onto stage and take cover behind an overturned table and fire their weapons. Yeah, take that, Nazis! <sighs> Cover me, Dale! Okay, Dick. On my mark. Go, go, go! Dale slaps Dick on the behind. Dick leaps from cover and pushes forward. Dale follows shortly after. Both brothers are together again, behind new cover. Whew, that was close, but I think we got those Nazi bastards on the run now! Did you grab my ass? What? When? Just now. No, we've been shooting Nazis. When would I have time to? Grenade! Dick scrambles for the live grenade and picks it up. Help me out here! I gotcha, brother! Dale assists by grabbing two heaping handfuls of Dick's ass and boosting him higher. Dick successfully throws the grenade over the wall. The two brothers return to their original positions behind cover. Dale, what?! What? I should let my brother die? My only brother? I shouldn't do everything in my power to keep him safe? Even if it means sometimes I grab his ass a little bit? There's a crackle of gunfire as Dick falls to the ground, wounded. Dick, no! 
Uh, they got me. Uh, it hurts. Uh, I think I can make it uh, if we keep pressure on the wound. Don't go into the light, brother. Old Dale is right here with you. Dale picks his brother up and wraps his arms around him. Both his hands firmly grip Dick's ass. No, Dale. The wound. God, don't you take him from me. The Beverly brothers are a package deal. You hear me? Dale. Gunshot wound. Nowhere near my ass. Don't go into the light. I'm gonna save you. Dale rolls Dick over onto his stomach and begins to perform compressions on his ass, pausing only to blow on the back of his head. Do you see Mama Dick? You tell her you're not ready to join her just yet. Dale abandons performing ass compressions and just fully begins to motorboat his brother's ass, just really getting in there. No more pretense. He is attempting to wear his brother like a hat until a mortar lands directly on the brothers and blows them up. And thus did the Beverly brothers of the 501st Airborne perish. I know I called them heroes earlier, but... The narrator's phone rings. Yeah, it's the wife. Uh, uh, hey, babe, I'm in the recording booth, so now's not a good time. No, I thought you were going to pick the kids up. Well, it's not my day to pick... Th it is. Okay, well, they can wait for a bit. Or you could go get them. I know we talked about this, babe, but I guess I forgot, or... What do you mean something has to change? Look, I'll just get this done as quick as I can, and then I'll be better next time. What do you mean I've said that before? Papers? What, 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 what papers? You saw our lawyer without me? Why? That's no reason to get a divorce. I mean, give me another example of when I... Your birthday? I didn't forget your birthday. It hasn't even... It has? Last week? Well, why didn't you say any... And our anniversary. Same day as your birthday. And she hung up. Okay. It is really something when someone lays all your flaws out in front of you like that. I guess I truly am an unreliable narrator. Lights down. Lights up. Super zany music starts to play. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready to split your sides with laughter. Here they are. The Banana Peel Pals. The zany music builds as the three actors enter the stage. They are carrying large baskets full of banana peels and are throwing them everywhere. They start slipping and sliding, but do not fall down. Hello, hello, I'm Donahue. I'm Fritz Gwimbley. And I'm the Ferb. And, and we're, we're the, banana the Banana Peel Pals. The Banana Peel Pals toss banana peels and slip and slide for a bit. Boy, Fitz Gwimbley. It sure is great to be here at the Oshawa Royal Canadian Legion Branch 42. You said it, Donahue. Boy, it sure is great to just stand here talking where nothing could possibly go wrong. Uh-oh. Don't look now, Fitzwimbley, but here comes the Ferb. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What am I going to do with all these bananas? Whoa. The Ferb slips on a banana peel and falls hard. He starts to get to his feet. His face is a mask of blood. Oh, God, Mike, are you okay? Cut. Feel. My face. The Ferb starts twitching. We, we need a doctor. A anyone? He's having a seizure. If we don't help him, he'll die. Why does this feel so familiar? Yeah, the Ferb did die. He died in 1987 during our first show. We tried out the dynamite banana peel sketch. 
And it worked. It worked too well. The Ferb shambles to his feet. It worked all right. Now you have a permanent headliner spot. In hell! Everyone ah! screams and spins. Suddenly, Donahue is with a fortune teller on stage. So that's what would happen if I started the banana peel, pals? Phew! The psychic nods, then gets up, and then slips on an apple peel. On an apple peel? That gives old Donahue an idea! Donahue freezes and gives a thumbs up. Lights down. It's life with Loopy! Lights up. Loopy is attempting a push-up. Come on, Loopy, feel the burn! Dad, why do I have to exercise? I told you, Loopy, you're soft like butter. We have to sculpt your flab into fab so you earn respect from your peers. But, Dad, nobody at school likes me. Don't be so loopy, Loopy. This is your life. Back in WW2, if you didn't have the respect of your fellow soldiers, you'd be hogtied by your platoon. Oh, so friggin' toxic. Tell you what, you do one push-up, and when you turn 14, I'll send you to Gravedale High. The high school that has the Rick Moranis as a teacher? That's the one. Here goes nothing, then. Loopy struggles with a push-up and immediately smashes into the ground. Oh, I shit my pants again? Life with Loopy! Lights down. Open on, Tyler, dressed like a raggedy 30s salesman, drinks from a liquor bottle, and proceeds to make a series of wacky faces. Wowie! Get zooks! Hamana, hamana, hamana! Yowza! Wowie, zowie! Hachi, machi! Mamma mia! Tyler takes a bow and playfully jogs off stage. And that was Green Bonester, performing his trademark liquor salesman who doesn't drink liquor, tries liquor for the first time while selling liquor, and it doesn't go as expected routine. Now, kind patrons of the 1935 Catskills Vaudeville Circuit, put your hands together for our newest entertainers and their present-timey antics, Claude Cadiddlehopper and the Cheese Man. Claude High kicks his way on stage, like the Warner Brothers frog. Hi, everybody, it's me, Claude Cadiddlehopper. Say, what's that smell? Why, it's me, I smell bad. Anybody got some cheese? I need cheese. Enter the cheese man, Adam, dressed as a lavish cheesemonger. Why, hello, sir, I just came from the cheese store. He trips and smears cheese all over Claude. Oops. Oh, I got cheese all over my body. I got cheese all over my knees. I'm trying to clean it, but I'm making it worse. We should fuck. Let's fuck. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, let's get it everywhere. But what about the show? Let them watch. Claude and Cheese Man get freaky, smearing drippy cheese all over their bodies in a sensual display. A vaudeville hook pokes out from the wings and attempts to pull the perverts away. They incorporate it into their lustful cheesing. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for Claude Cadiddlehopper and his Cheese Man. This isn't what vaudeville is about. Oh, 
ja, 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 I am now German. Scheiße in mein Swiss Cheese Holes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are unable to stop Claude Cadiddlehopper and his cheese man as they've grown too powerful for our stagehands. Claude and Cheese Man are now smashing up the joint and slathering cheese on everything and everyone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please refrain from trying to flee. It seems to be making Claude Cadiddlehopper and the Cheese Man hornier. Don't worry, folks. Green Bonester will stop him. Yeah. Tyler rolls up his sleeves, takes a swig from his bottle, and starts doing his faces. Wow, wow, we get Zooks. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Yowza. <laughs> Squish. He is immediately smushed to death. Oh my god, they smushed Green Bonester. This is a dark day for vaudeville. Everyone freezes. Guy takes off his wig and turns to the middle of the stage. Claude Cadiddlehopper, real name Rusty Bonaparte, and Cheeseman, real name Frank Cheeseman, were never apprehended and went on an amorous cheese spree that smushed 400 unfortunate souls. Since that day, vaudeville was forever canceled, and the world was better for it. For the History Channel, I'm an Ivy League professor. Lights down. Lights up. The Prime Minister is creating new taxes in his office. Hmm, let's see. I think I'll make a licorice tax, uh, an old-timey phone tax, a uh, cute puppy tax. Ooh, being Prime Minister is exhausting. Enter the butler in a tizzy. It's happened, sir. What we have always feared. You don't mean... Enter another Prime Minister. Another Prime Minister! One Prime Minister, uh, two Prime Ministers. The butler faints. I'll be taking your taxes-making pen, if you please. Never. I won being Prime Minister, fair and square. You barely won the pole vaulting competition and your brownies were store-bought. No way. I baked them at the store. There's a difference. You don't deserve this office. Now give me the taxes-making pen, you damned fool. You know what will happen if there are too many Prime Ministers for too long? There is a clap of thunder. An impressive Minotaur puppet, the Prime Minotaur, appears. Mortals, I'm the Prime Minotaur. You hath broken the will of the gods because there are too many Prime Ministers. Your reality shall now be destroyed. I'm going to start flexing to gain power. The Prime Minotaur starts flexing hard. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Now you've done it. The Prime Minotaur is here. Nothing can stop it when it starts flexing. Unless what the ancient texts foretell to be true. You don't mean a, a third, third Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. But who? Your butler. Prime Minister 1 and Prime Minister 2 kick the butler in the ribs until he wakes up. Ah, my ribs. Silence. We need you to be another prime minister. A me? A prime minister? Yaha! Now sit perfectly still as we start the ritual. Prime Minister 1 and Prime Minister 2 start twerking as hard as they can on either side of the butler's head. Yes! Get it! Yes! Gotta twerk! Harder! Prime Minister 1 and Prime Minister 2 twerk so hard at the butler. <laughs> the butler jumps to his feet. It worked! I'm another prime minister! Now let's send this SOB back to his own dimension. 
the three prime ministers make a human pyramid and begin twerking at the prime minotaur. Yes! <laughs> make some money! <laughs> make it rain! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> the prime minotaur slowly backs away and leaves the dimension. Everyone exits the pyramid and celebrates. Yes! What an adventure. Agreed. I think it's safe to say that you can never truly have too many prime ministers. Lights down. It's laugh with Loopy. Lights up. Loopy is chowing down on a loaded bowl of spaghetti. His dad calls out from the other room. Uh, Loopy, have you seen my special big bowl of spaghetti? Uh, no. Loopy quickly shovels the spaghetti down his gullet to clear the evidence, just as his dad walks in. Uh, you sure, Loopy? I know you like to chug spaghetti just like Super Dave Osborne. Uh, yeah, Dad, no, no, I, I didn't see it. Oh, that's the darndest thing. Back in WW2, if your rations went missing, you'd be donkey punched by your entire platoon. Made you treasure the little moments of not being donkey punched. World War II really scarred your generation. It's just so peculiar. I mean, if you haven't seen my special spaghetti, and your mom hasn't seen my special spaghetti, and I haven't seen my special spaghetti, then where is my special laxative stuffed spaghetti? Oh, Okay, yeah, I shoot my pants again. Slap with Loopy! Lights down. Lights up. Jeff and Jeff are standing in a barren field setting a table for dinner. There is a big rock and a dead tree on stage. As they set the table, they are doing jazz hands and rambling excitedly and quickly. Oh, boy, my. Here it is. Yo, here we go. Fox daddy. Around the corner. Them yeah. fox around the corner there. Around the back. Oh, get the fox there. Get him, get him. Get the fancy plates, Jeff. Don't you know who's coming to dinner? Got him right here, Jeff. How could I forget that nipple twister's on the way? Jeff and Jeff start making sounds like they have a mouthful of carrots while they twist their nipples. Then they get sad. Oh, it's just not the same. My nipples need a twist like nobody's business. Well, I'm making it my business, Daddy, because old Jeff here needs his nips in a twist like there's no tamari. What time is dinner? Oh, my stars and garters. It's in five minutes. Jeff and Jeff panic, their jazz hands moving double speed. They try to twist each other's nipples, but they block the other's nipple attacks with impressive karate blocks. Jeff, stop. We have to wait for Nipple Twister. When he gets here, he's going to twist our nips straight to our hearts. Our souls. He's our salvation. Quick, rub some ice on your nipples so Nipple Twister can find him right away. Way ahead of you. Jeff and Jeff start rubbing fistfuls of ice on their nipples while making their mouth full of carrots noises. <laughs> Suddenly, an old man wearing a diaper and bunny ears enters the stage. It's Father Time, the herald for Nipple Twister. What do you say, Father Time? Where's Nipple Twister? Jeff and Jeff go hard on their jazz hands. Father Time straightens his ears and speaks in a whispering German accent. Regrettably, Nipple Twister has been delayed. Delayed? Again? Till when? Hard to say. The nipple twister is very busy. But rest assured, if you have faith, then he shall come for dinner. 
Say, how can you stay so relaxed while bringing this terrible news? Nipple Twister always gives me a good nipple twist before I leave. It is bliss. Jealousy! Jeff and Jeff break all the dishes on the table while making wah sounds. Father wah, Time slowly wah, sneaks away unseen. They tire themselves wah, out and wah, fall wah, unconscious. Wah, wah, wah. Oh. Oh. After a beat, they wake up, rubbing their heads. Wow, 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 my head. You said it, Daddy. Oh, no, what a mess. We gotta clean. Jeff and Jeff start setting the table for dinner. As they set the table, they are doing jazz hands and rambling excitedly and quickly. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, I heard it. Here we go. Oh, Daddy, ah, give me them. Around the corner. Around the corner. Around the corner. Around the back. And to the back. Here we go. Get the fancy plates, Jeff. Don't you know who's coming to dinner? Got them right here, Jeff. How could I forget that nipple twister's on the way? Jeff and Jeff begin setting the table and then repeating the scene we just saw. A spotlight appears on the side of the stage. Father Time slowly enters and faces the audience. He twists his nipples like he's trying to start a car that won't start. He laughs in a high-pitched German accent as lights oh! fade. Lights down. It's life with Loopy! Lights up. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Loopy hands his dad a wrapped gift. Ah, back in WW2, we didn't have Father's Day. Instead, we just... Just open the fucking present! Dad unwraps the gift. Pants? Not just any pants, Dad. Look inside. Oh, jeez, they done been splattered with doo-doo. Like son, like father, Dad. Well played, Loopy. But take a look inside your trousers, boy. You shit in the pants I'm wearing right now? How? You think that shit is your ally, yeah, but you merely adopted the shit. I was molded it. Molded by it. I didn't see clean trousers until I was already a man. Dad picks up Loopy and breaks his back over his knee. Oh! <laughs> this premise has been exhausted. Lights down. Lights up. Guy, Adam, and Tyler walk onto stage wearing Chippendales vests, sans pants. They each hold a fedora matching the color of their underwear. Guys, where's the pie? Did someone say pie? <gasps> Mr. Pie Man! Hello. Tyler throws a pie at Guy and one at Adam. Hey, I'm the pie guy. I heard you cry out that you wanted some pies and I just brought some pies. But I hid them somewhere under my hat. Tyler throws a pie at Adam that hits him in the chest. Oh, well, let me go and bend over to pick up my hat. You won't see anything untoward when I bend over. What's this? Guy reveals a tiny rabbit sock puppet from his hat. Tyler hits Guy with a pie in the chest. Well, this is off the fucking wall. Hey, Mr. Pie Guy. Yeah? I'll trade you this rabbit pelt. For some pants, what do you say? Tyler hits both Adam and Guy with a pie, both in the face. 
They clear their eyes with their fingers after the trays fall off. Did you just skin that rabbit before I came here? Don't ignore the question. Answer it. You didn't dry it or anything. It's soaking wet. Look, son of a bitch, give me pants (laughs) or I'll skin your rabbit. Look, the way pants work is that you eat the pizza and the pants happen. But I'm not just gonna... Dell pulls a clothesline covered in pants across the stage. She triggers pyrotechnics that go off explosively. Wacha! That's the sound pizza makes. <gasps> the pants, the pizza, the rabbit, it's all come together. How can I ever pay you? Well, it's interesting you say that. You can pay me in... Wet change! There is a mediocre round of polite applause from the audience, and a fog machine kicks on, covering the stage. But when the fog is cleared, wet change is gone. And that brings our very special episode of Gestures of Ravenloft to a close. All sketches were written and performed by Tyler Hewitt, Adam McNamara, Guy Bradford, and Del Borovic. With this special episode complete, we'll see you back in the mists soon. That's the end of this episode, listener, but next week you could become a watcher and affect the Jester's adventures by joining our Twitch stream, which happens every Wednesday night at 8.30pm Eastern Time. That's Toronto Time. If you join our Twitch chat, you can give the cast magical items, name NPCs, and decide the events that shape Ravenloft. So catch up on the story, follow Dum Dum Dice on Twitch, and join our weekly stream right away. Jesters of Ravenloft features the voices of players Tyler Hewitt, Del Borovic, Guy Bradford, and Adam McNamara, alongside Dungeon Master Ryan LaPlante. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Jesters of Ravenloft's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is Dark Mysterious Halloween Night by Sound Gallery by Dimitri Taras. And our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, whose music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now get out of here before the mist gets you too. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com slash DumDumDice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The 
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Beyond the Dark. Sub-level 19 was nothing like the other floors at Machinko. There were no alabaster workbenches, no spotless white carpets. Here, it was dank, dark, and that noise. A humming, throbbing sound like a sickly heartbeat hiding behind the whir of a great machine. A large metal cage loomed out of the darkness, backlit by an iridescent blue monitor on which a cursor blinked idly. A metal panel slid out of an aperture in the cage near the monitor, and suddenly the cursor came to life. It read, Insert hand here. Beyond the Dark, a sci-fi anthology by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Find it at beyondthedarkpodcast.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts.